Hey everybody, Matt Johnson here, the creator and director of New Frequency, welcoming you to another episode of our exciting podcast. Happy September, happy start of the football season, happy announcement of Apple's iPhone 7 week. That's very appropriate for us because our piece, a great radio drama for you this week, is called The Parable of the Cell Phone. It was written by James Napoli, one of our top writers here at New Frequency, who you've heard many times. And what I love about James's writing and what I think is most represented in this piece is that James has a way of writing satirical social commentary that is very palpable. He, it's very easy to understand and grasp and see yourself in it. It's not judgy. It's not pretentious. He writes directly to the audience. It's funny. It's heartwarming. It's touching. And you see yourself in it. And I think that's you know, some of the best writing that James can do. And he does these pieces so well. And this is right in his wheelhouse. He's also the great narrator of this. It follows four individuals who are trapped on a plane after it gets trapped on the runway and how they deal with their individual lives and the energies affect them of having cell phones or maybe not having a cell phone, as you will see. Really great, awesome work by all the ensemble. Jeff Hoheimer, Teresa Arison, Mark Daniel Cade, Todd Sherry, they play the people that it's centrally about, but also Victoria Wright, Gil Glasgow, Natalie Blaylock, so many amazing people in this one. The entire ensemble really, really rocked. I'm so proud of them proud of this piece always happy to share with you our radio dramas hope you enjoy this one at home let's toss it out there to the new frequency stage for a live performance of the parable of the cell phone new frequency a theater of the mind on the air on the air in three pretty clever in two overcome by a dreadful 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 curiosity in one it's like nothing I have ever experienced Modern technology has brought communication to our world like never before every day we are drawn closer and closer together So how come there's that nagging feeling that we're even further and further apart? Well, maybe our first piece on the evening will answer that question. It's called The Parable of the Cell Phone. Imagine, if you will. You're here, you're listening, the chances are good that you fully intend to imagine the events I'm about to describe. Really, that's the pact we've made with each other, isn't it? And yet here I am asking you to imagine, if you will, when that's what you're going to do anyway. Sorry. Beg your pardon. I digress. But that's okay, it's good to digress. A little digression is good. Let's just get this puppy going, you'll see what I mean. Now... The few people you will need to know about in our tale are among those passengers seated on a crowded commercial jetliner which has just landed at the Denver airport. But for some reason, the plane is not proceeding to the gate very promptly. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Captain Perkins from the cockpit, and it looks like we might have dislodged a vital component in our engine ventilation system when we landed. Well, (laughs) I'm afraid we can't pull the aircraft into the gate until the ground crews completed a safety inspection. Well, we'll get the problem seen to get you up that gate just as soon as we can. (laughs) Well, the captain's news set off a chain reaction. Out came the modern communication devices. 
Jason, I don't know. We're stuck here on the runway. I don't know how long this totally bites. It could be hours for all I know. Just letting you know. Yeah, yeah, we're waiting to get up to the gate, I guess. I don't know. We were on time, and now this. Well, I'll keep checking in. I know. This is so typical. So, let's review. Here's a hundred or so frantic people who need to let everybody know right this second exactly what's happening, even though the outcome is not even known to them. Before there were cell phones, they would have been subjected to the agony of, well, sitting on a plane waiting for something to happen, which is exactly what they're doing anyway. Are you with me so far? Good. Now, let's meet the people we will concern ourselves with. All four of them are in Denver for the same wedding, although they don't know each other. They have to get from the airport to a chapel in nearby Aurora. There's Kevin Bird, a software developer. He is supposed to be met at the airport by his sister and brother-in-law and their kids, who will drop him at the chapel and then put him up for the remainder of the weekend. Let's check with Kevin. Oh, I don't know. You know these things. They say 20 minutes, then it's an hour, then it's two hours. Stinks. I'll probably never make the wedding on time. What's that? No, look, it's good you haven't left yet. Just hold off on coming and meet me when I call you when we're at the gate. What? Okay, bye, sis. Next, we meet Rachel and Frank Dunlop, husband and wife real estate team, who had planned to rent a car at the airport. Rachel is talking to one of her college friends, a member of the wedding party who was already in Aurora, having arrived the night before for the rehearsal dinner. Oh, don't even tell me. Not that horrible salmon color. Ah! And those horrible poofy things on the shoulders. <laughs> you had to buy that dress. When will you ever wear it again? You might as well burn it. Ugh. Oh, honey, <laughs> honey. Just a second, Megan. What? When you get off the cell phone so that I can call the car rental place. Why do you have to call the car rental place? Look, we're going to be late, and I want to make sure they don't cancel our reservation. They're not going to cancel our reservation. We made a reservation, for God's sakes. No, I I'm sorry, Megan. No, no, hang on. Look, when you make a reservation with these people, they ask you for a time. After like an hour, they cross you off the list. They do not. Oh, hold on, okay, Megan? Just give me the damn phone. It's ridiculous. Just, Rachel, I want to get to that wedding on time. Give me the phone. All right, all right. Sheesh. of a few warning flares on that one, couldn't we? Rachel! <laughs> okay, okay. I'll talk to you later, Megan. Here, Frank. Finally, we have a product supervisor for a graphic design supply firm, Mr. Alan Gustafson. <coughs> Mr. Alan Gustafson. Oh, 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 I see. Alan does not have a cell phone. He's standing in the back of the plane by the galley where the flight attendants hang out, stretching his legs. One of the flight attendants comments on his stretches. That's good you're doing that. Yeah, it helps. Yeah, it's very good for you. Prevents blood clotting. So, you visiting Denver or coming home? Oh, here for a wedding in Aurora. Oh, great. Who's getting married? My stepbrother. Fantastic. Yeah, she's a nice girl. Uh, your stepbrother? <laughs> his bride-to-be. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Uh, are you based here or L.A.? Here. <gasps> Listen, if you have time on the way, you've got to check out Jay's in Aurora Soul Food. No kidding? It's good, huh? Oh, man. And they do this incredible breakfast. Just then, now, Mr. Brent, an older gentleman, stepped out of the airplane restroom. Did I hear someone mention Jay's? Oh, yeah. I was telling him he should go. Should? It ought to be a state law. Oh, I don't know. I've got a wedding to get to. Oh, you'll make it. Here, come here, son. The old fellow beckoned Alan to step down the aisle with him. They stopped a few rows up where Mrs. Brent sat in the window seat. Uh, uh, Dorothy, this young man was actually thinking of not going to Jay's while he's in Aurora. <laughs> 
a shame. <laughs> I guess you guys are from Aurora. <laughs> oh, yeah, originally St. Louis, but we settled in Aurora some time ago. It's home, we love it. Here, why don't you sit down, we'll tell you about it. Well, I wouldn't want to impose. There's an extra seat, no imposition. And we're going to be waiting on this hunk of metal for a while anyway, I suppose. <laughs> Have a seat, sir. Uh, well, what's your name, anyway? Alan. Alan Gustafson. Gustafson? Oh, sounds like you might have some relatives in the Midwest. Oh, sure, just a few. <laughs> <laughs> and so Alan, who did not have a cell phone, was, shall we say, forced to behave the way we always used to behave. He warmed easily to Mr. and Mrs. Brent, who told him about all they'd seen in their advanced years. You know, they reminded him of his own parents, and so he joyously passed the time hearing about things he never knew. Aurora is named after the goddess of the dawn. Aurora is the first place in Colorado to see the morning sunrise. Really? Are you calling my wife a liar? Oh, no, no, I just, I, I didn't. I'm just joking <laughs> with you, <laughs> Okay, you got me there. <laughs> oh, you're an easy one. How about that? For Alan, man without a cell phone, life has taken an interesting turn. Meanwhile, Rachel and Frank continue to wait out their time on the runway. Uh, okay, well, all right, uh, thanks for trying. You see, all the cars in our class are gone. Now we have to get a more expensive one. Oh, and you're blaming me now? No, no, I'm not blaming you, I just What? That... Okay, well, maybe if you hadn't been gabbing with Megan about the fuse-colored bridesmaids... It's salmon! Salmon, whatever! Ah! Meanwhile, several seats away, our friend Kevin at a loss for how to kill any more time, got back on his cell phone. Sis? Jeez, we're still on the runway. What? I don't know. This blows. I'm never going to make the wedding. Whatever. All right, I'll call you later. At last, the ventilation malfunction was addressed and the plane was cleared for arrival. And as everyone strode angrily down the jetway toward the airport... Am I yeah, I'm here. here. We made it. Hello? Yes, well, we finally got here. It's been forever. Hello? I'm here. Hello? I'm here. I am here! I am reminded of something Henry Thoreau once said. He was asked for comment on the invention of the telegraph, which he was told could tell someone in Toledo instantly what had happened to the man in Vermont. Thoreau said, that's fine, but who is to say that the man in Toledo gives a damn about what happened to the man in Vermont? Anyway, Frank and Rachel made it to the rental car company. I'm sorry, sir, we cannot give you a free upgrade. Oh, but I can oh. offer you an onboard navigation system at no extra cost. Hey, well, that might be interesting. I've never used one of those well, before. Well, they really are quite something. Look, wow. just in case, we have to get to the Unitarian Church in Aurora. Do you have a map, or could you tell us how no, to no, get no, there? No, 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 never mind, Rachel. We don't need to ask for directions. We have a navigation system. Wait, oh, well, I'm no, happy no, to. No, 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 that's fine. We are paying for the luxury of a navigation system, and we will use it to the utmost. Frank. Now, let us not dilly-dally. We are late for the wedding as it is. Oh, very well. I just need a license and a major credit card. We'll get you right out of here. Meanwhile, at curbside, Kevin waits for his sister and her family to pull up in the minivan and get him where he needs to be. But as they say, the best laid plans... Hello. Kevin? Yeah, sis. Oh, jeez. What is it? Haven't what? you left yet? I called you from the plane. We arranged that you could get here by the time it took me to claim my bags. Well, I got my bags, and now you're calling me. And I don't see you waiting here. This can't be good. Take it easy, will you? We hit some traffic. Oh, God, oh, God. You do realize this is my ex-wife getting married here, right? I'm trying to show her a big enough man that I'm a big enough man to show her support here. Oh, for God's sakes, Kevin, we can't do anything about it. They're doing construction, and it's down to one lane. Uh, well... What are we looking at? Well, at this rate, it could be an hour. An hour! Duh, look, just take a cab or something. To Aurora! I don't have that kind of money. Well, wait then! Okay, I'll wait! I'll wait! Hurry up! 
never gonna make it. I'm never gonna make it. I'm never gonna make it. Back inside the airport, Alan Gustafson, stuck without a cell phone, makes his way to an information booth. Uh, pardon me, do you have a schedule of local buses or trains that might get me to Aurora? Hang on a minute. Are you talking about buses and trains? Oh, hi, Mr. Brandt, Mrs. Brandt. Hello, Alan. Well, come on with us. We'll take you where you need to go. Of course we will. Well, that is awfully generous of you. I'll tell you what, to pay you back, I'll carry your bags. Well, we wouldn't say no to that. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, here you go. Okay. <laughs> say, uh, Alan... Uh, when did you say you had to be at that wedding? Oh, an hour or so. Oh, perfect. We'll just have time to stop off at Jay's. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? The same hour that Kevin will spend... Actually, here's exactly how he spent it. I call her. Hello, sis? Okay, we're, we're about 45 minutes away. What? How you doing? Oh, my, my other line's ringing. Hang on. Whatever. Hello? About half an hour. Half an hour. there. Hello? Ten minutes tops. <laughs> Hello? It's been over ten minutes. Oh, uh, Kevin, I'm so sorry. No. But let us not forget Rachel and Frank and the onboard navigation system. How the hell do you work this thing? You're the one who wanted to rely on well, it. Well, I put the coordinates in it like it asked. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh well, my listen, gosh. try again. You probably entered the wrong street name. Frank, huh? I'm tired and I'm hungry. May I remind you that we haven't eaten anything today? Well, it's it's too late now. We have to get to that wedding. I'm calling Megan. She can give us directions. Oh, fine. All right. Come on. Come on. No, oh, no service. This is just beautiful. So many ways to spend an hour. But Alan was not hungry like some people. Instead, he was filling up on the best soul food of his life at Jay's with his two new friends, Mr. and Mrs. Brent. Well, now, now you see why it's a state law that all visitors have to eat here, Alan? Mm, I think it should be federal law. I second that. You folks all set? Hey, they switched waitresses on us. <laughs> yeah, Gloria had to go off shift. I'm Janine. Hello, Janine. Yes, you can bring the check when you're ready. Oh, bring me the check, Janine, oh, no, please. no, 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 no. Yes, Mr. Brent, I'm paying. Well, if you insist. So bring him the check then, Janine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I... You know, I... I think I know you. Alan? Alan Gustafson? Yes. Janine. Janine Fellows. <laughs> Janine Fellows? Oh, my God. Hi. <laughs> oh, isn't this something? How do you two know each other? We are... We... Um... Oh, I get it. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's been a long time. Yes, it has. Uh, it's, it's really good to see you. What are you doing here? Oh, I'm here for Roger's wedding. Oh, Roger's getting married, huh? Yeah. You? What? Married? Nah. You? What? Married? Nah. Um, how'd you end up in Colorado? Oh, long story. <laughs> I'd like to hear it. You would? Oh, isn't this fantastic? Oh, uh, it's, no, it's nothing. We nothing just we have else. I smell a rekindling of old passions. What about you, honey? Why, it's as plain as day. Come on, you guys. What? You'll see when you get older, there's no point mincing words. Life's too short. Now get her phone number, for the love of God. Okay. So, Janine, you want to give me your phone number? 789-6045. <laughs> Area code 303? <laughs> Got it. Yeah, that, that's my home phone. Uh, I don't have a cell. Oh? Uh-huh. No cell phone? Nope. Me neither. 
Oh. <laughs> well, uh, I'll be right back with the check. <laughs> okay. Alan! Come on! Remember where we're taking you! Oh, oh, oh right. Uh, Janine. Yeah? Um, you want to go to a wedding? Shortly thereafter, and the wedding is about to begin. Lo and behold, despite all the drama and all the near heart attacks, everyone arrived at the chapel at exactly the same time. There was Frank and Rachel, acid reflux burning in their empty guts. Oh, hello, Megan. God, I finally got service. Okay, Frank and I are out in front of the church. We'll be in there in 30 seconds. We've come so far. Someone phones you to say they are in front of the same building you're in. Next came Kevin, his nerves frayed, his armpits brutalized with sweat. Hello? Did you make it? Just pulling up. I'm so sorry you had to take a cab. Whatever. Finally, the Brent's car pulled up at a leisurely pace to dislodge Alan and his guest. Why, they even had time to stop and get Janine a change of clothes. Well, have a good time, you two. Thanks. <laughs> it was nice to meet you both. Really nice to meet you. Hey, let's keep in touch. Have your machine call our machine. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. And then, as the bride came down the aisle, Kevin looked at her and his heart melted. <laughs> To see someone he once cared about looking so happy, why he completely forgot about the horror he put himself through to get to the ceremony. It had vanished from his mind, just like that. And then as Rachel teared up to see her old college friend about to tie the knot, her husband Frank squeezed her hand. I am sorry, baby. I'm, I'm sorry about all the trouble. Oh, me too, darling. I love you. I love you too, honey. I remember our wedding day. I'll never forget it. But Alan Gustafson had nothing to wipe out of his memory. In fact, he had a whole new set of memories because he left things to chance, something we are all becoming more and more afraid to do. Now, if you're one of those people who's waiting to throw the worst case scenario back at me, like, I may well wish I had a cell phone when I'm stranded in the middle of nowhere being hunted by an axe murderer, yes, I suppose I would like one then. Then again, Who's to say I couldn't outwit the son of a bitch anyway? You know, we want certainty at all costs when we all know deep down that there is no such thing. And yet every one of us dreams of that vacation on that tropical paradise where no one has ever heard of cell phones or faxes or email or onboard navigation systems. You know you do. The trick then is seeing how often you can create paradise in your own backyard. I suggest, even if only every once in a while, taking a nice, long breath instead of pushing a button. Oh, and by the way, Janine caught the bouquet. New Frequency, signing off in three, two, one.